and welcome to an Influential Generation podcast, episode number three. My name is Gianna and I'm going to guide us through some really important conversations around tobacco and vaping use within our community here in Lloydminster. And today we are talking with Turner, a young man who grew up in this area, who is going to share a little bit about, about his experiences with tobacco and vaping with us. So. Turner, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. I'm Turner Harnett. I go to the Barons uh, Lloydminster Comprehensive High School. 15, uh, grade 10, part of the Barons wrestling team. And uh, I help out with the community with Lloydminster Youth Council. I'm part of Mads Entertainment. Try to do what I can. Awesome, well thank you so much for being here with us today, Turner. And he's underselling himself. He really does do a lot. He's very involved in our community and a really valued member and someone that a lot of other youth can look to for really good mentorship and um, inspiration. And actually got some Baron pride going on here. I also used to go to the comps, so we've got that in common, which is great. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about your experience with tobacco and vaping, kind of how you see it used in the community and, you know, any experiences you've had with it. Um, well, I don't typically use it myself. Uh, in fact, I don't think I've ever really picked up a vape myself. But I have a few friends who used to be quite addicted to their vapes and not a whole lot of tobacco, mainly vapes, but I've seen my fair share of those experiences. Not all of my friends use it anymore, but one of my friends, she used to use it for, she had like problems at home and she'd use it as an escape from all that to give her something else to focus on. And for a while she said, said it was working and, but eventually she kind of noticed that it, we're home just started to get even worse. She noticed that she wasn't herself and she was treating her family members and her brother and sister pretty crappy. She later realized that maybe vaping wasn't the thing to do to may have helped and may have been easy to get to at first, but it wasn't the right way to go. And eventually it was difficult for her to transition out, but eventually she was able to get out and she's definitely smiling a whole lot more than she was back. It was a lot of grouchiness back then, but she's smiling and laughing. Good to see mm -hmm. it again. Another one of my friends wasn't a total vapor, but was all interested in it for a bit. And he'd been going through a family separation for a while. And eventually he started getting someone else, but eventually his older sister had started to cause him even more problems. And eventually he just left and went to his dad's. but. Despite that, he was still having problems and he tried to vape and I think he was on it for like a week and eventually he just said it's like, it's it's not the same. It's It feels nice, but it's not it's not normal. And that's, that's what he said to me. Coming from him, I, I was kind of shocked that he would say that, but just hearing those words and just knowing that he wanted better than that just uh, made me happy for him. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm so glad that both of your friends it sounds from your perspective, have had a really happy ending and both of them are feeling like they're in better places right now. It seems like both of them were using it as a bit of a coping mechanism for dealing with stresses that they were feeling in their personal lives, right? Yeah. So you mentioned that your one friend noticed that things were starting to get worse for her when she was using the vaping products. And so I'm just wondering if she attributed it due to her using vaping products or if it was, you know, unrelated. We're not entirely sure yet. We've, we've talked about it with her for a while now. 
and I have permission to say this, but when she was taking it, she really started to yell at her brothers and sisters, and she'd get angry and slam doors at them, and raise fists at them, and she noticed, like, she was never like that before, and it may have been because of other reasons, like, just, like, how, what she was, what she was doing when she was vaping, and in all honesty, I think we all were starting to think that it was because of the vaping, because she was so defensive of why she was vaping, and in general, it, just a defensive act, I think, is why happening. Mm-hmm. Well, there really, for sh- there for sure will be so many different factors at play there, but I definitely can understand how using a product that has nicotine in it can, you know, create agitation and really intense feelings that for a young person who still, you know, their brain is still developing, it can be a lot on their system for them to try to handle that, especially when they're dealing with so many external stresses as well at the same time. And so within your school community, how do you see vapes or tobacco being used? Like, for example, I know for me, when I went to the comp, there was kind of the smoker's pit. And so I've not been there in a whole lot of years. And so I'm wondering if that kind of atmosphere still exists at the school. Smoker pit isn't there anymore. Uh, they removed it based on the smoking. How many cigarettes were laying around? That's that's now what I've been told. It's my first year there, so I don't know a whole lot yet. But mm-hmm. from what I've been told, the atmosphere has definitely kind of changed. Instead of it like constantly smelling like smoke outside, and, Constantly seeing the like those people that were smokers but come in and you just smell the smoke off them. Well, let's just say the hallways smell a whole lot better now. Also, what I'm told is that some of the people who were back then have changed personally. They they no longer look sick. They no longer like they don't they don't constantly coughing. They're not. They just seem like healthy wise. They seem better. Mm-hmm. Wait, sorry. Just to clarify, actually, they moved the smoking pit or no? They it, got it's it's from what I know, it's gone. There's no smoker pit anymore. Okay, so it sounds like you're saying that within at least a close area to their school, there's nowhere for youth to go and congregate and kind of smoke together during their breaks. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, and so confirm. let me know if I'm kind of getting this right here. But it sounds like what you're saying is that this has potentially decreased youth consumption of cigarettes and you're seeing this resulting in actually health benefits for these youth uh from what i from what i'm seeing in the like throughout the comp yeah i don't know what other schools but i know from the comp from what i'm told it's not as consistent it's not like everywhere you go you just smell smoke or you see someone holding the lighter or something it's it happens still it's not like a Holy crap! What? Where? What does this smell? It's it's you know what's there, but it's not like very like what's going on here. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really great observation, Turner, and really speaks a lot to your character that you've taken the time to notice the health of your fellow students. So that's really cool. And I'm also interested in what vaping looks like at your school. So it sounds like the comp has made quite a few advances at trying to reduce use, youth use of tobacco. What does that look like with vaping? I've seen vaping, but I haven't seen a whole lot of it. But uh, I suppose that like getting kind of people away from the cigarette has kind of decreased their addiction to the nicotine in it. 
it's honestly a bit of both 50 50 just it's how it's better and it's also not better mm-hmm. so it sounds like to some degree youth have almost been forced to make a transition to vapes if they want to be able to access that nicotine still yeah and so when it comes to youth using that is that something you see being used within the school I don't see it a whole lot in the school. I walk by Rendell Park and I've seen like some people like on their way to the high school vaping right beside the kids. And I get why you're doing it, but I mean, they're kids. Even like on the way to school, I'll see like in the, like the student parking lot or out in the fields, I'll, it, ha- it happens still. And there's sometimes it'll like, we've had bathrooms closed in the comp now because of people smoking in it and mm-hmm. other stuff unrelated to that. But vaping is definitely a part of it. Mm-hmm. And something I also would love to hear if you know whether it exists, because it's something that you kind of hear about, but I'd love to know from someone who's in the school. So I've heard from some people before that youth are actually selling vaping products in the school. So I'm wondering if that's something you've ever heard of, whether, you know, using Snapchat and those kind of apps to you know, sell juice or pods? Just being the background listener that I am, I've just, I've heard people talking about it. It's been there, there, but I've never personally been offered it or been told about any of this. I don't say it happens like every day, but I know it's definitely happened. Mm-hmm. So it's something that exists, but it's not, you know, super prevalent within the school system. Yeah. Okay, for sure. Well, I'd love to chat a little bit about your decisions not to use tobacco or vaping products, because I think that's something that's really interesting when you look at how many youth have experimented with them. So can you lead me through kind of your thought process about why you've made the decision that you don't want to experiment with either of the products? I want to simplify this very quick. I am actually diagnosed with ADHD. So sometimes I will like, I will hyper, like be really hyper about stuff. And sometimes I just need to chill out. Uh, And a lot of, I've been told by a a few people that, you know, just try vaping. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's definitely, I've, it's definitely not been a thought that I've had. It's definitely been like a thought in the back of my head. that's just constantly there. But I have a little brother who is, uh, 10 years old, almost 11 in February. I, every time I think about doing it, I think to myself and I'm just like, if I do this, he might start too. And I don't want to, I don't want to ruin, I don't want him to start seeing me doing it and him being the person he looks up to most of the time to see me doing it and then think it's okay. And then end up could causing harm to himself like that. And I'm a bit overprotective of people I care about and I'm really overprotective about him. I don't, I don't show it to him, don't tell him. Um, <laughs> just thinking about like what, what could happen to him if he started vaping and just what, how it could affect him really just changes my thought and be like, no, I can't do that. I don't, I don't want him to cause harm to himself. Even the, my friends, it's like, if I start vaping after they've gone through the long healing process of not vaping, I don't want them to also end up start vaping if they see one of their friends start vaping too. Mm-hmm. And it's not, honestly, I wouldn't say it's personally my opinion. It's just, well, it is my opinion, but it's more like what I think that would happen to my friends or my like family if I started vaping and causing this harm to myself. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want any of that to happen. 
Absolutely. So it sounds a little bit like you've seen your friends negative experiences with vaping and so that's kind of helped to inform your decision making process and then you really want to be conscious of modeling positive behavior for your brother which is really special and trust me I'm sure he knows <laughs> how much you care about him even if you think maybe he doesn't so that's really powerful stuff there Turner because that's showing how positive connections with other people can help you make positive decisions for yourself. And it's also looking at this understanding of the influence that you have over other people, right? We're talking on a podcast called An Influential Generation. And so it couldn't be more timely to discuss the fact that you yourself are an influencer and you have this understanding that how you behave and the, the activities that you participate in really models that behavior for younger people and for your peers. And so if you were to participate, then it would be kind of giving that stamp of approval for your brother that, well, why, why couldn't he do it if you're doing it as well? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Okay. A bit of a different area that I would like to touch on with you is how you've been influenced by others towards vapes. And so this can be regarding, um, you know, messaging that you've seen on social media from, you know, people that you follow, influencers online. It can be things you've seen in the news even, public health statements from Health Canada or advertisements for vapes. It can go in really any direction. I'm really just interested in what your exposure to vaping was initially like and how you learned about them and kind of built your image around what vapes are. Um, well, it all started a while ago. Um, my grandma, before uh, she passed away, she used to do a lot of smoking uh, with cigarettes and whatnot. I remember on that, it was like a Saturday afternoon, we we're like taking my grandma out for a trip. And I remember we just, that was that side store by the like a convenience store by side superstore. And I remember we going in there, she'll just go buy her week her weekend lottery tickets. And then she also bought some cigarettes. And I remember as she was paying for them, I remember just looking to the side. I just remember seeing a bunch of posters on, well, I think I was like 11 back then, not knowing what a single, what a jewel or a vape was. I just remember seeing an advertisement, like a few posters on, get your vapes now, like get one, get buy this and get one for free. I just remember seeing that. And I just remember like asking my grandma, like, what are those? And just, I remember she's just saying like, nothing you should be taking. Don't worry about it. And that's, that's where it all first started. And then I remember it was great. Then in grade seven, just chilling in my classroom. And also I just remember hearing some, my mother is an EA at my middle school. I remember hearing from my mother's like, Hey, have you seen any kids who've like gone out or whatever? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, have you seen any kids that are like smoking outside? And I'm like, yeah, but I don't remember seeing the lighter. She's like, okay, I don't want you doing that. And I guess and then from there, I just being around people who are either getting started into this or have had moments in life that have affected them to do this in the first place. I just remember hearing stories about this and I just remember realizing like, it's insane. I think it was grade nine finally and one of my friends who had come from St. Wahlberg uh, had moved in and I remember meeting them and I remember walking back to class from afterwards and my one of my best friend was like, by the way, you know they vape? And I'm like, huh? She's like, yeah, they vape. 
like because they stuff going on so they vape to help themselves so i'm like well that's a weird thing to do not not realizing it then until now um and then and especially this year now being in the high school uh being around people who have access much easier access to this than middle schoolers and even to one my other friend who doesn't do it a whole lot anymore but still does it i just remember like hanging out with them and they had something tragic happen to them and with because of it started doing it even more because of the fact to avoid being sad to avoid showing feelings because they're not really they don't like to express their feelings out in public but i remember that like it helps me focus on something else and i'm like i understand where, where this is coming from completely but do you understand what you're doing to your body and yeah, it was a tough conversation to have without feeling mentally sane during all of this. Just you not know, realizing what, how this is happening and some of the reasons why it happens just really clicked some gears in my head and just, it showed me why other people do it and like why it happens so much in, in this world. Wow, you're really putting together this interesting image of youth who are being drawn to use vapes because they're dealing with so many stressful circumstances within their own lives and that they're perceiving vapes as this kind of coping mechanism that is going to help them with their problems. But it also sounds like for most of them, it's not really helping them with their problems. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. It's not something a lot of people would normally see, but being the person I am of noticing a lot that others might not, it's definitely something that I keep track of and just notice that like something's changing and it's not a good thing, like not in a good way. Mm -hmm. And it's also wild that from such a young age, I think you said you were 11 years old when something you saw like that, yeah. your first advertisement for vapes and that stuck with you ever since then and even though at that age you didn't understand what a vape was you still from confirmation from your grandma knew that it was something you know you shouldn't be using so you knew of its existence and then eventually it started to integrate itself more into your life through your school system i'm not sure if you'll be able to speak to this or not but i'm also interested in how these youth were accessing the products. So you commented that it was really different transitioning from middle school to high school because the high school students had easier access to the products. So I'm wondering if you're able to speak from both the middle school and high school perspective about how youth were able to kind of get their hands on vapes. Well, I think from middle school, it was definitely tougher because there was no one in the school that was legally age-worthy of buying vapes or buying cigarettes or stuff like that. So it made it incredibly difficult for, I know for a lot of middle schools to even get their hands on any of the stuff in the first place. But then transitioning to high school with having, knowing people who are at the age that they can purchase it and then give them to them if they, for something else in return, I've greatly impacted the use of that I've seen from my for the, all, all the grade tens that I've known for that transition from our middle schools to high school, I've noticed that a lot of them are from middle school to then are vaping way more often than we were in middle school. And 
just yeah being able to, like we were talking about before with people posi- possibly uh exchanging by purchasing uh those vapes or whatever generally yeah the age difference the legal age whatever for buying them is because there's the high school and there's now people who are 18 in the high school a lot of people have ask, access to buying those and those people buy them from those people who are of age wise and so on yeah Mm-hmm. That's definitely been a conversation that we've seen, you know, when vapes were initially being regulated about what age should the um, access be limited to. And that's a big part of it is that having youth who are still in high school able to, or young adults aged 18 in high school who can access these products really makes them more accessible to other youth. Whereas if there was a barrier between that, an age gap where less people in high school are of age to buy them, it might make it a little bit more difficult to get for sure. That was really great, Turner. You just gave us a lot of information on how you see vapes being used within our community. But now to shift lanes a little bit, I'd love to hear about your involvement with the Lloyd Minster Youth Council and how you and your fellow youth see being positive members of the community. Um, well, so far, even just, I don't know, like since September, so just starting, we've already done a few things already. We've uh, been a part of that uh, op- Opioids Don't Discriminate presentation over at the uh, Civic Center not that long ago. Uh, I think it was like November 7th, 2nd to the 6th, I think is what it was. Yeah, we were helped out with that presentation and just, I wasn't there personally, but from what I've heard from my fellow youth members, it was quite the impact on how opioids are used and whatnot. We've also uh, done our Boydle Idol over with the Nissan, had our winners announced not that long ago on the Kurt Price Show. Um, that was went really well with over 800 votes, which is just goes to show how great the Lloydminster community supports the youth and how it just gives them a chance. And then uh, we were, were supposed to do Border Idol on the 19th, or not Border Idol, uh, Santa Skate on the 19th, but due to wind conditions, we had to postpone that. But we're supposed to hopefully trying to do that again for the New Year's, but instead of calling it a Santa Skate, we'll just call it like a New Year's Skate. But that should be coming up here soon as well, um, yeah. Awesome, that's so great. It's really inspiring to see all of the amazing youth that have come together and are making really significant impacts in our community. And of course, many youth who aren't a part of the council as well that are also involved in other initiatives and in their schools and are all playing a part in making Lloydminster a really great place for youth to grow up. So you've really mentioned a lot about not wanting to vape because you see because you want to be a good role model for your brother and for other peers. And you've also mentioned at the very start that you are a part of the wrestling team at your high school. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about how being an athlete might have informed your decision on not to date. Uh, well, uh, with wrestling or whatever, we need to have good stamina. And I suppose we need to have like good control of our breath. Well, knowing what vaping can do to your lungs, um, um, with how, how what you want to put into wrestling and how you have to hit, maintain like uh, 
you're maintaining a healthy self. I don't know the word for it. Um, I'm hoping everyone knows what I mean. But uh, yeah, absolutely. It just with knowing that and knowing what could happen to me with the vaping just kind of impacted me. Like, no, because I'm, I want, I'm passionate about wrestling. I wanted to go back to wrestling when I was still injured. I'm, because I'm just so passionate about that, and I just didn't want to give up and like quit on that or end up causing my more harm harm to myself to the point where I couldn't even do wrestling anymore. And I didn't knowing that I might have to give up on that if I started vaping just really helped me to not vape, just because I it's something I've enjoyed. I I've done a few other sports too, but rest, I've never been so passionate about something like this before. It's it's so much fun to do wrestling. And especially with my fellow wrestling partners at the comp, it's so much fun, and I can't wait to go back um, after missing out. Even though I wasn't allowed to go back, but yeah, just knowing that just really helped me keep my point of view on straight and just keep walking on that right path. That's so good. I can tell how passionate you are just sitting here and listening to you. So I'm really excited for you to be able to get back there as well. And I think this is something a lot of other young athletes can relate to this kind of decision process they have to think about when, you know, they might be feeling peer pressure to experiment with vapes from other people and thinking about their dedication to their sport and what impact vaping could have on that. I'm also wondering if you have um, what your community is like in your, what your wrestling community is like. So do you have, a, is there a really strong community that helps to support one another to make healthy decisions? Kinda, we have a group chat on Snapchat where we all talk and I've only just recently joined it, but I know like we're all like, we're there for each other. And if we need to ask them or we need we need to help with them, we can always just shoot a text on there and someone will eventually get to us. and. And especially our coach, he's really supportive. He's he's always there if you need to go talk to him about something. And he's yeah, he's really helpful. And with the group too, we all take, try to take after him, I suppose. And we just try to be like as supportive as he can and just try to support each other. And if like one of us is doing something wrong, we try to help them out instead of try help them try to figure out themselves. So we all could benefit together and we can all work together and eventually achieve some. Mm -hmm. I love to hear that. You also have mentioned that you have been there for a lot of your friends who have struggled with addiction to nicotine due to vaping. And so I'm wondering if you have any little piece of advice for someone who might be listening, who is wondering how they can be a good friend or a good supporter to someone they know who is um, currently using vaping products. Um, well, I suppose it could kind of go both ways. I have some friends who will tell me to back off, but truly, I truly they like will tell me, or if I I've been told that it's like I may tell you to shove off, but I don't want you to shove off. I want you to stay. And I've had some people say, if I tell you to shove off, I mean it. But I suppose if they if they want you to stay, if I tell you to shove off, all I can really say is be there for them. Be ready if be ready to stop whatever you're doing and be there for them you may be in like a middle like some of my gamers out there if you're in the middle of a really good game and one one of your good friends texts you and tell you that they're struggling put down that game 
pick up that phone and talk to them. And if you have to walk over to their house, even without their permission, walk over to their house and talk to them. If they talk to you, they need help. If they ask for your help, they they mean it. I've been in many situations where I've been busy and said, I'm sorry, I can't help. And I've regretted it almost immediately later. Now with people who tell you to shove off when they mean it, honestly, just try to do your best. If they tell you to shove off, respect respect their wishes. If they want, if they don't want you helping them, don't try, I would say try and help them, but don't push past their boundaries. Like don't cross that line of over helping them. Like do, do what you can. If do little bits, pieces and help, figure them out there and help them there and there. Just let them know that if you need them, just be there for them. Tell them that like, I'm, I'm right here if you need me. I will always be here for you. And a big thing I can say is if someone is struggling, don't leave them. Don't, do not put down that phone and go do something else. You stick with them until you know that they're okay. And if they have to go, then check up on them the minute they get back. Just always be ready to talk to them and just let make sure that they know that they're, you're there for them and never leave them at a moment like that. Wow, that is some really great advice. I'm sure that's going to be really helpful to some people who are listening to this. And it's really important for us to be focused on being there for people exactly like you said and normalizing having these open conversations around vaping and also reducing the stigma around it though, because we don't want people to feel ashamed or guilty about the fact that they're using these products and instead feel comfortable and like they can reach out to people like you and adults in the community for support. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Turner. This has been a really wonderful conversation and I think you've given us a really good look into what the kind of vaping culture looks like in our community here and really positive ways that we can all go about supporting one another. Yeah, honestly, I'm just happy to come out here and just be able to share the, like what I have, my opinion and my point of view on this and just know that I've been able to help make, help benefit people who are struggling from this and or to people who need to help those who are struggling just to find ways. It's, it's honestly, I, I thank you for having me on here. Absolutely, well, I hope you have a great rest of your day and happy holidays. Thank you everyone so much for listening and we will catch you on the next episode.